listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Hey everyone and welcome back. It's episode 140 of the Lifted Life Podcast. This week we're doing a little follow-up episode called Focus Part 2. The irony is not lost on me that we did not focus enough to put all of the information into one episode. And that is exactly sort of what we're going to talk about today. So last week's episode was a bit more about how honing your focus and what you choose to put your attention on is a superpower. It is paramount to creating more of what you want, and it is something you can practice and get better at. Whereas this week, I kind of wanted to take a bit of a spin and talk about focus in the realm of, um, mm, let's see, distraction versus focus and um, giving your focus to something what kind of to do if you deal with focus issues. Let's be honest. We finished the last show when we said we could have said this, 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 this. <laughs> we did say all that. And the great thing is when you make the show, you can just do the next one. Yeah. So part two. This is part two. I also wasn't feeling well last week. I wasn't mm. even sure if we were going to be able to get the show in. I was not sure what I was dealing with still, I think, at that point or had I discovered. So I don't think you discovered. It was a window where you were feeling semi-okay so let's do it now so i thought i had some sort of viral issue but i didn't have any sore throat cough fever body aches it was a very odd kind of issue i was dealing with it was extreme fatigue and um and then later it developed into honey you know you got to get the water open before the show Um, it later brought attention to, okay, there's really only two main symptoms I'm dealing with here, extreme fatigue. And then, uh, my heart was racing. And so once the heart racing became more of an emphasis, it did actually become more clear to me that it was a thyroid issue that I was dealing with specifically hyperthyroid, which those are two paramount symptoms of that issue, but I've never been hyperthyroid. I do have to take thyroid medicine because I don't have a thyroid, but, um, I've never experienced the feeling that hyper before hyperthyroid. So it was, um, really tricky to be me for about 10 to 14 days because I felt really, really, really unwell. I was trying to describe to Tim how unwell I felt (laughs) and I was having a hard time with it. But a lot of times it's like this mind over matter, like, come on, you can do it. And there was nothing less left in the tank to do. It was just such extreme fatigue. You, before we started the podcast last week, you actually said, Honey, you're, you're like napping on the microphone. <laughs> so that was um, uncomfortable and difficult, but made it through the other side um, with a clear strategy of how I'm going to move forward with changing my medicine and the dose and all of that. But um, <laughs> listening back or thinking back to the show, I would say, I'm being honest here, not not like brutal or critical of myself, but just honest. I feel like that was probably my worst show. <laughs> Like, I feel like that was... I was taking a drink. I, I wasn't pausing, like shaking my head. Like, yeah. yeah no, I, I don't think it was your worst. I mean, okay. one of them has to be the May, worst. Yeah, one has to be a worst show. <laughs> Maybe it was your worst show, but I don't think it was a bad show. I, I think you ter- did show up. But a lot of time, I did what I did the best I could with yeah, what I had in, for in sure. the tank. But anyways, I felt like we could give the subject of focus a bit more focus. And there's irony is not lost on me as well that... Focus is not actually one of my strong points. On the other hand, my co-host here across the table is very good at focus. I disagree. You are good at focusing, just focusing on a lot of things mm-hmm. and, and maybe um, short times in each and jump around. Okay. So mm-hmm. that would be maybe 
we don't like labels, but the label of ADD probably would right. be a good label. I was going to d- dive into that too, okay. because I've explored the realm. I've been diagnosed with adult ADD, ADHD, <laughs> but the question I really had to ask myself was, does that make me, um, it's a superpower. Don't I, I know the labels of today are maybe when we were children and maybe, I don't know about children today, but the label of ADHD used to be a bad thing. Like yeah. they cannot sit still. They don't listen, blah, blah, blah. I personally think it's a superpower that you can deeply focus on something in a short period of time and then move on to the next. Well, I just think the label itself, I had asked myself, okay, I now have this diagnosis. Is this useful for me? Mm -hmm. And it felt like the answer was no. It felt like it Mm -hmm. could either be a crutch. It could be a victimization. It could be a a real downer. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, that's what's been going on. So instead, real quick, I just want to kind of clarify that Mm -hmm. rather than that term, I've found there's another term that actually is very... I kind of like it. And it is neuroatypical. Neuro? Neuroatypical. Okay. Which means my brain doesn't work quite the same way as most of the population. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that are neuroatypical in various ways. But uh, for me, to being able to manage that um, propensity towards distraction, there are many things that I can do within my lifestyle, diet, movement, and meditation that helped me to use that neuroatypical um, ability to my benefit. Mm -hmm. And um, it's one reason why traditional schooling wasn't ever, um, like I wasn't bad at it, but it just wasn't energizing for me. It was was, uh, punishing, so to speak. Kind of like, that's why I keep saying I don't like going to conferences. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, you know who I'm talking to out there. for, but I guess for me, I didn't do well in, in traditional school either because I didn't like it. There, I was never challenged. Outside of math, there was there was never a challenge that um, that I took that I wanted. Like I wanted to take on the challenge. I found it interesting. Math was the only thing I found interesting in high school. But um, you can't. That feels inaccurate to say you weren't challenged. Like English literature, that stuff was very challenging for you. And extremely you challenging for me. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't good at it by their measurements. Right. Um, but that's not really where you're oh. going. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You just um, made it sound like you're like this extremely no. gifted student that was born with the <laughs> no. standard literature. You needed Moby Dick or something no, like no, that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that <laughs> you were kind of laying out that um, I'm good at focusing on things. And I am. Like on things I'm super interested in, I could sit for hours and program, maybe even days. I don't yes, know. Yes, you could. I could sit and it would not be a problem and I would focus on it. But sometimes I think that's a detriment. I think when I get in that groove, I'm in that groove and you're not getting me out of it until I solve it, mm-hmm. which can be a good thing. But what I found like the way we work together in our business, you're really good at jumping around, focusing on many things at once. And when you run those by me, a lot of times I'm like, oh, I'll, that one's energizing. I'll, I'll, I'll lock into that one and spend hours working on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important to note that there's a lot of messaging that says jumping around is bad. Yeah. It's not um, well, they, efficient. Or you get, yeah, not efficient. Or you get the, they're always starting new things and never finishing things. Right. Like you, you hear people say that about other people a lot. Right. Um, so I do think that like there's the stereotype or the the bias of that it's not good to jump around. But, and I can see why when, if you don't ever finish anything, but yeah. that is not actually true for me. I will see things through or hand them off. I'm getting better and better mm-hmm. at delegating and hi- hiring out. Um, different aspects of something that doesn't energize me 
because it's not important that you finish it. It's important that someone finishes it mm-hmm. if it matters. Um, so yeah, kind of just back to this idea of you being able to sit and do something for three days straight. Mm-hmm. And I would not do anything for three days straight. That's true. I can't think of a single thing I'd want to do just three days straight. I wouldn't want to sit on a beach. I wouldn't want to just yeah, work. I can't imagine you doing something more than a few minutes. <laughs> But let's talk about when there's a task at hand that does require more than a few minutes. Let's talk about that. Okay. I can do it. You can? Yes. And I do think that that's when we bring in this idea of batching or chunking, time chunking, Mm -hmm. knowing that it's in my nature. Pomodoros. Pomodoro technique. Mm -hmm. Uh, Work for 25 minutes, get up and stretch for five, then get back to it. But for me, 25 should be enough to do anything. So 25 and then you get to give yourself a break. So there's different strategies I do. Like, Hey, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to get this done in 15 minutes and see, you know, if I can get it done. So there's ways around, um, the lack of desire to just sit there and do a thing because it does feel really good to bring something to fruition, to do what you say you're going to do. Um, and I think the idea of jumping around, like I said, I, I go back and forth on like, Oh, is that me? Like, am I really that? Um, but I do know for sure that I am energized by multiple projects at once because it keeps my brain engaged. And so, um, the real thing I kind of come up against with that idea of like, okay, I'm not going to focus on anything for three days straight, but can I give it the time it deserves to get it done? Simple question like that. But for me, like I said, the reframe of a diagnosis that says ADD, ADHD, is that useful? For me, the answer is no. I'm not saying someone else, someone else might feel like it's the piece of the puzzle that finally clicks into place that makes sense. Um, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, maybe the, the label is useful, maybe not, but it does give you a starting point of different techniques. Like you just explained, if you get that label or someone has that label, maybe the traditional sitting in a desk for hours and hours, isn't the solution. Maybe the Pomodors or whatever other techniques. Well, so that's how you get value or utility out of the label. Yeah. And I think that's the good point. That's the direction I was taking this. The judgment's is, useless. And also p- not putting a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. So traditional schooling wasn't the best fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would spend a lot of the time daydreaming and then they'd be like, Hey, now can you do this math problem, Sylvia? And then I'd cry a bit. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Um, or even at a traditional job, sitting at a desk and welcoming people and doing inputs on a computer like mm-hmm. that is torture, mm-hmm. punishment 101. And so not fitting into, not trying to make myself fit into something that is not a good match for me. So I feel like this entrepreneurial life really is the most beautiful blessing that I get to experience because I get to tap into my strengths. And I do strongly believe that our work um, does not have to feel like work. It in a perfect, beautiful space feels a lot like play. And if I do ever have a task though, that continually requires me to be something I'm not, that's when I start to say, can I hire this out? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're hiring everything out and you don't ever want to do anything, that's when we're like, wait, what's going on here? Are we lazy? Are we uninspired? Something really good for you that you brought up. That is something that I try to ask myself. Does this feel like work? The, the traditional definition of work. If it does, it's not energizing. It should feel like fun. It mm-hmm. should feel like, have I worked today or not? I can't tell. Like, 
It should feel like that. That's based on the premise, a true core belief that I have, and it sounds like you have mm-hmm. too, that our gifts are not random. What we enjoy doing and what we're good at and how we serve in the world are wired in us as part of our purpose. Mm-hmm. And so if it's too hard to do the task, like for instance, when I used to try to write long blogs for the business, that was probably the hardest thing I ever had to do mm-hmm. because I was trying to get it all done in one fell swoop. I was arranging multiple concepts with backlinks and everything like that. It, it, uh, it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. I would have to reward myself with short breaks and, and I just have found more and more as I lean into this digital CEO role of lifted and my life, mm-hmm. um, things like that, that I have to constantly tweak and manipulate and try to like, um, get myself to do. That's not me leaning into my true purpose. Mm-hmm. Like for the show, it's a little scattered, but yeah. I know that there's some great nuggets in here that because it's our truth yeah. and we're going deep on, you know, the topic we started last week, we didn't talk anything about it. We just said focus part two. We got this. Yep. So knowing that it kind of is this flow state, it feels mm-hmm. very right compared mm-hmm. to, Oh God, I got to sit here and do this long thing that I don't want to do. Yeah. And, and don't confuse, you know, when we say it shouldn't feel like work, we're not saying that we just sit out and drink mojitos on the front porch, Usually but it's you, coffee, but it's okay if you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're saying is that the work that we do is fun. Like you said, blogging or writing a blog, maybe not as fun. Making a video maybe is fun. Mm-hmm. For me, programming is fun. Sorry, I just I was my oh, ear itch and I yeah. went to scratch it. And we have these headphones, headphones? on uh-huh. and I just stabbed it. And Sorry, it, I thought maybe I was speaking too loud and it hurt your ears. <laughs> no, I had an itch. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the, the activities I do for Lifted are fun. Mm-hmm. And if they're not fun, if you like to do them, do them. If not, we hire them out. So that yeah. is actually the point that you and I have been bringing up a lot this week. Yes. Like, is it energizing? Is it fun? Mm-hmm. And then there's different mentors that we've listened to. I listened to the Mind Your Business podcast by James Webmore. You continually love the teachings of Jesse Elder. And mm. in this realm, I feel like there's very conflicting advice as far yeah. as if it's not fun or if it's not energizing, mm-hmm. what to do. James says, it's your business. It's not always going to be fun. You've got to show up. Um, how you show up and the attitude you choose to approach it matters. And this is me paraphrasing. If you really want to know their opinion, obviously listen. Right. Um, whereas I know your mentor and this subject is like follows what feels good on a yeah. moment by moment. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, and so there are times that I don't feel like doing it, but I give it my best attitude, give it my best step forward. And yeah. then finally I'm like, oh, wow, that felt so good to do. And I did a good job. And now I'm proud of myself. I think the maybe the argument, maybe Jesse would, I'm speaking for not speaking for Jesse, but what what I would get for from what his teachings would be, there's always something to appreciate. So even if you're doing something that you don't enjoy, there is an appreciation factor. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you have to do it forever. Mm-hmm. It does mean that you can either find ways to appreciate it or get rid of it. Yeah, and what and, if you start to stay open? Like I'm noticing that when I do this task, mm-hmm. it makes me irritable and I don't come out that other side feeling lighter right. or more accomplished. Like I'm noticing that now. Let me try it again tomorrow or let me try it again and continue mm-hmm. to bring awareness to that. Um, I think that's another kind of, you're right, it's not just black or white. Well, don't do it if it doesn't feel yeah. good. It's not quite But, but so. the goal at the end should be to feel good. I mean, that's what we're here to do in my opinion. And we'll, is to feel good. And we feel good by using our gifts, serving, showing mm-hmm. up in our truth, um, using our... So maybe in James Wedmore's example, you do have to do things that aren't fun 
but not forever mm-hmm. and not till to no end. I mean, okay, you can acknowledge this is not fun. Mm-hmm. You can bring some appreciation around it, see if you can find something fun about it. And if you can't, then you can remove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this I, talking about focus? Focus, Tim. <sighs> I got something good on focus. Okay. So this fits more with last week's style of focus about honing your attention. But this week we've been, um, in our personal lives, bringing a lot of awareness back to focusing on the lack thereof or focusing on what you want. Because every subject is two subjects, just like we talked about in a podcast a while back. And so we are wanting to focus on lifted growth and momentum. Mm -hmm. And there are times where rather than focusing on the growth and momentum, we actually are giving our attention to the lack thereof. Yes. So when it comes to this idea of focus, um, I just thought it'd be important to bring up that idea that when you focus, you may think you're thinking about wealth and abundance and money, or you may think you're thinking about health and well-being and vitality, but actually you're giving your focus to the other side of that coin, um, low energy, sluggardliness, (laughs) sluggardly. We were on a walk the other day and our neighbor, did I say this on the show already? I don't know. I feel like we talk about walking a lot, but uh, our neighbor said, I, is this your second or third walk? You make me feel so sluggardly. <laughs> and then the kids, we all looked at each other like, that's an amazing word. Um, anyway, are you focusing on the activity or the sluggardness? Mm-hmm. And so um, just that idea of focus, it's not just, okay, I'm going to give my focus to you know this thing. It's understanding that this thing is two subjects, the having of it, and the lack of it. So am I truly giving my focus to what I want? Even if it's growth and expansion, and I say, but I'm not getting the growth and expansion that I want. But have you ever experienced growth and expansion? Have you experienced some degree of growth and expansion? Give your focus to that. Give appreciation to that. Give awareness to that. Imagine how it feels when you have more of that. That is the power of focus from that perspective. I heard a similar analogy um, from Abraham I think it was today, maybe it was yesterday, and they use a river as the analogy, and you're flowing with the river or against the river or the mm-hmm. current. Um, and just like you said, when you focus on the lack, you're actually trying to swim upstream. Mm-hmm. You can do it, but it's a lot of energy to flow upstream. Mm-hmm. When you focus on what you want, you're going downstream. Mm-hmm. So in the exact example you gave, I want to make more money. Are you focusing on the time you made more money and going downstream? Or are you saying, no, I did, I don't have this money and now I'm going to swim upstream to get it. Yeah. The lack thereof. The lack thereof. Yes. That's the thing about focus. Focus. Multidimensional. All right. Let's do a wrap. Um, this week's first though, this week's episode is brought to you by micro melatonin. It is our low dose melatonin sleep supplement. It is one of the lowest doses on the marketplace. It's handy because you can choose to take your dose. You can take one capsule, two or three, potentially more. Talk to your physician. Um, I will say a little behind the scenes on that product. Um, We ordered it in the smallest capsule size that our manufacturer offered. Turns out that's not very small. So here we have this kind of small to medium sized capsule of this low dose, which we had to use a, a filler. This is the first product we've had to use a filler on. So we used a right organic rice uh, powder filler because we wanted it to be as pure as possible if we did have to fill it with something. So we've been in touch with our manufacturer. We have talked to them and founded that they can get access 
um, smaller capsules. It still will requ- require a bit of filler, but not as much. They'll be smaller. It'll make more sense because it's mm-hmm. a, a low dose. So we've been listening to that feedback we've been getting. And the next order, the next shipment that we get will be a smaller capsule. And for that, we're excited. Okay, back to the show. Do you have a a bow to put on this puppy? A bow. How long can we sit in silence? <laughs> I think that focus to me feels like something just from my perspective, something you must focus on for a long period of time to get your results. And you can do that. But I think you've exemplified that you can also focus on many things and pick from them. And maybe the blend of those two is the nice um, growth or nice uh, result that you may get is be able to mix those up. I have a perfect Mm -hmm. uh, kind of counter example of focus working. So I've been pursuing my passion project. Yes. When I give my attention to my passion project, um, I feel like lifted is energized by it. Mm -hmm. So I have um, multiple interests, of course. Um, I have a book of poems that I've written. It's called This is Real Life, Love Notes to Wake You Up. I have another book that I've been writing for about two years that I pick up and then put down and I'm planning on it being double, if not at least triple, as good as the last collection of poems. When I give my attention to that, I feel like a ripple of energy happens in my writing for the copy for Lifted. Um, when I give my attention to the other passion project, which I think I've mentioned on the show, I was all like, Ooh, not going to tell because I can't decide if this is just for me or if it's the, going to be a business. Still not entirely sure, but it is a line of luxury um, rings, so jewelry. Uh, I've always loved rings and jewelry. And when I give my focus to that, you would think, okay, now she's really taken away from her family or her spiritual life or her business. But that's just not true for me. When I'm following things that light me up, when I loop back around to something that is needed from me, I'm so much more inspired. I'm so much more lit up and ready to bring it. And so that's, you know, yet another, another counterintuitive uh, way to look at focus is it's what I'm focusing on. Is it energizing me? So, that's so the, let's take a look at that. You outlined your business. I did. You outlined that you focus on your business. <laughs> you focus on your passion project. Mm-hmm. I think you gave something else. But the writing is the writing. Another, so you yeah. gave, you gave three things that you like to put focus on. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is, can you believe that when I focus on one that feels the best, all three improve? Yeah. That doesn't sound that surprising to me. If you um, believe in law of attraction, if you believe in what we just said about going down the river, about focusing on things that feel good, you're attracting things that you enjoy. You're attracting that feeling. Those three things are three different things, but what you're really after is the feeling you get from those things. You're not really after a super successful business, a, a, the best poem book ever. Mm-hmm. You're after what, how you will feel when you get those. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, all three have to come along with you. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of another thing we've talked about, which is the idea of, okay, you have a daunting task in front of you that you need to get done. Instead of going straight into it, you go do something that feels really good, mm-hmm. that elevates your vibration, that mm-hmm. puts you in this state of divine connection. And then from that place, you loop back around and you do the thing you need to do because feeling good puts you in the state of connection, mm-hmm. of focus, of mm-hmm. being able to do the task. So focus is an interesting 
I feel like I'm very inspired by this topic of focus and how we give our attention to different things and create. I mean, you can look at a situation and tell a million different stories about it. Yeah. I mean, you giving that example of, um, by working on my passion project, you would think I'm taking away from my business. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely times when I would say hundred percent, why weren't you working on your business? <laughs> right. But as you're saying, I'm like, that's the opposite that mm -hmm. uh, you should do. It's you just should. like parents who, oh, I, I don't want to leave. Um, you know, I don't want to go away from my kids. I want them to know I love them. I want to be there mm -hmm. for them. And mm -hmm. yet you just being there and being seething, angry and resentful. Aren't is, your best self. Yeah, yeah. That's not actually useful. Go away for a bit. Come mm -hmm. back and be a refreshed mom or dad. Mm -hmm. Give your attention to something else. And and then even if it's less time you're with them, it's quality time. It's It's you bringing your full presence. Same with whether we're talking about with kids, with a partner, with a business, it all seems to really um, hinge on this ability to put your focus somewhere that feels really good so that you can bring back your best. Yeah, it's an old paradigm that you must, the longer you spend, the better. And that's not, no. in my experience, not true at all. No. It's that high vibration, high time, quality, high quality time. time. I don't mean to use the word time as in measurement at um, that high quality, high vibration experience. Yes. Time is irrelevant. And that microphone just keeps moving. It doesn't. It's on the stand. It's, it's on me. the stand. All right. That's a wrap. We're putting a bow on this one. Next week, it'll be focus part three. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did we focus at all? Did we talk about anything on the list? I think there was no list, but I, I think energetically we tapped into each item. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to pass it along to a friend. Tune in next week. We'll be back. We don't know what we'll be back with, but we will be back. Take care. Oh,